2: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial, Steve Peasley, President, KPP Financial. Independent Thinking, Shared Success. And now today's podcast.
3: Good afternoon everybody and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Thursday, July 15, 2021. And as we move through the summer, you know, you can see the market again was a mixed market. It's getting it's just volatile, but you're still got to stay focused. Stay focused on your portfolio. Don't necessarily get out or get in or anything. If you don't know what to do, do nothing. That's the rule. If you're not sure you should sell, buy, what, don't do anything. Just relax. You know, uh, it's proven over and over and over again, it's the length of time in the market that matters, not trying to get in and out and time it. So buy good, solid stock. You know, and this program podcast we do every day is all about buying good, solid stocks and telling you when you're picking stocks that don't seem to meet that criteria of solidness or good. It doesn't mean it's small or big. Even if it's small, it still got to be good, solid. The fundamentals have to be there. Have to be there, and we will provide that information to you on this program. What what you need to know about stocks. We'll do it without. Uh, bias. We'll do it consistently, uh, and we'll explain everything we do as completely as we can in the time allotted. Okay? So, I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to contact me with your finance and investment questions. You can do it now. And when you do, of course, you're going to drive the show the direction you want. doesn't have to be stocks. We can talk about you know, uh, insurance. We can talk about I don't know, real estate, if you want to talk about that. We'll talk about anything as long as it's financially related. I'm willing to talk about it. So, why don't we go ahead and get started. Our number, we're live 4 to 5 Pacific time every day, Monday through Friday. And we, we if you can't call us live, we go to our voice bank with all the questions you leave. Same number, 888-99-CHART. So, let's go right to our first listener question.
1: Hey, Steve or Justin, this is Josh from Florida. Just had a quick question about the ticker symbol AGR of VanGrid, and if you thought this would be a good buying opportunity, or if not, um, what do you think a good price point would be? I appreciate everything. Thanks.
3: Okay, VanGrid, Inc., uh, that's out of Orange, Connecticut, provides electric and natural gas utility services to a 3.3 million customers in New York and New England. So it's a utility. Utilities are usually low beta stocks, and this one has .44, so it is low beta. Does everybody know what beta means? Beta means you're comparing the volatility of the stock you're looking at with the S&P 500. So a beta of one means that stock goes up and down just as volatile as the stock market. Below one, it means it goes up and down less violently. The lower the beta, the more boring or calm, however you want to describe it, the stock is compared to the S&P 500. Now, this one's going to make $2.46 next year. It's a $53 stock. So, that tells you it's $40, $49 uh, if it was a 10 PE. The lowest it's ever been was 17 So, it's pretty reasonable price. Pays a 3.3% dividend. Debt is pretty low for a utility, uh, which is always nice. Uh, mutual funds have been buyers. And is this a good price to get into? It's $53.50. 53 dollars 50 cents. That seems to be the resistance area, at about 53 dollars, as high as fifty five even, um, and it's right at fifty three. So, you know, at least it's moving up, but I don't ex- I would not expect much upside potential, as usual utilities don't, and it has really strong support around forty four, forty five dollars. So that's going to be a range, 44 to 45 to $56, $57, and there you go. That's about what it's going to do. So is a good company? Yes. If you buy for the dividend 3.3%, you'll be fine. Don't buy for a lot of capital appreciation because it won't happen. My focus point today concerns the story behind this question. Are 529 savings plans a good place to hold the money you save for your students, your child's college education? 529 plans. We're going to talk about that. So, uh, also I want to discuss several other things. We're, okay, we all need to save, right? We all need that. We need to save and invest our money. So, what can you do without to start saving? See, people say they don't make enough money, but I'm not sure about that. I think most people, most people can save money if they make better choices. So I'm going to suggest some things you can cut out of your life or do to help you save. Zillow, March 20, 2020 to 2021. which Which areas have appreciated in home prices the most? The top five. Now we're talking about cities, not major cities, just cities. And which ones have appreciated the most? I think you'll find this interesting where they're located. Products, three out of the five, three out of the top five, same state. How's that? For a hint. We're going to also talk about manufactured products, the delays in making things that we buy. What's going on? What are those things? What what are what are the trouble what trouble? What area is having trouble finding Raw materials to make the things you and I buy every day. So we're going to go over that, too. Those are the things I want to talk about. The market, mixed day. Uh, Dow was up 54 points. The Nasdaq down 102. And the S&P down 14. 14. So mixed day always means that one of the indexes of those three is up. And the others are down. Or one is down, the other three are up. The other two are up. It depends. Mixed means that they just is a mixture of up and down for the indexes. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's go to. Um, we, yeah, we are headed into a quick break, everybody. We have to. I'm here and happy to be hosting Invest Talk because I like tackling your financial questions, anything financial. The phone lines are open. So give me a call. 888-99Chart.
0: As we move through summer, you'll want and need unbiased answers to your finance and investment questions. You've come to the right place. Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART.
3: 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Edgar, who lives in San Diego, and he wants to talk about ETS. Edgar. Yes, good afternoon, Steve. Thank you
0: for taking
3: my call. You're welcome.
0: Um, I am trying to um, take a uh, um, technology ETF, and I've been looking at uh, like two or three of them, like Vanguard has one, yep. S&P has one, and iShare has one. How do you select one besides cost and track record and holding?
3: Well, that's the only way you can do it, um, and it takes a work, obviously, and you probably noticed that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're just going to go low cost, generally speaking, Vanguard is always the low cost. Not always, but generally speaking. Uh, and if you want a tech stock, there's 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 a number of them, um, probably 10, ten, twelve, fifteen that that I know of, uh, and but you you. There are some that go in different parts of the tech world, so you have to decide if you want just an overall tech stock. Probably the Qs are just as good as any others, but it will also include non-tech stocks in the Nasdaq 100. But they will catch all the big tech companies. So really, the only way to do it is look at the holdings in the company. That's the only way you do it, and decide which area of the market you like and buy that particular ETF that fits the best. And basically, that's the only thing you can do, Edgar. There's, and it takes a little bit of work. It really does. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. My focus point today concerns the 529 Savings Plan. Is it a good place to hold money for your kid's student college education? So, one aspect says that for parents and guardians who want to help fund their child's higher education, the best place to keep the money May not be typical savings or investment account, but probably the 529 program. Now, a couple little things about the 529 program that you may not know. Did you know you can use $10,000 of that 529 program for other than college education? Okay, meaning it could be used for other education purposes. Private school, high school, yeah, you could do that. And did you know that no matter what state you live in, you don't have to buy your own state's 529 program. You can buy a, you can set up a 529 program in, in another state. Doesn't have to be the state where you live. Now, some states offer extra benefits if you do buy or open up a 529 program and fund it in your own state. So you have to find that out. Okay, but just so you know, not necessarily. Uh, The money that you use, and let's say you don't use all the 529 money for your child's education. Uh, You can still take the money out, but there's going to be a penalty. Okay? Uh, And that's, I think it's 10%. What are the best state 529 programs? Well, this particular article I'm looking at, which is from, uh, where is it from? Uh resources, uh, blah, 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 blah. it doesn't tell me. Updated, yeah, it doesn't tell me. <laughs> anyway, some of the best states, because I wanted to give whoever wrote it credit. Uh Utah's number one, Illinois number two, Ohio three, Michigan, four, and California number five. So they made some changes to California. Florida used to make the top of the list, but maybe they're not the best anymore. Anyway. Yeah, because every state can change anything they want about it. Try to remember it's not – the 529 program is always sponsored by a particular state. You know, it's not a federal thing. It's a state thing. A few states don't have any, don't have 529. So check out your state. Okay, let's spin another caller question. This call came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hey, how are you doing? It's Johnny again.
0: I was just wondering your guys' opinion on MTA, Metalla Royalty and Streaming. Uh, it's a royalty company. It's a small cap. Seems like it's got
1: support here. Really honor your opinion. So thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye.
3: Yeah, this is really, really, really small, $314 million market cap. Uh, they don't make money. I don't like buying companies. don't make money. They're fairly new. Came out in March 2020. Um uh, it came out around $6, and today they're $8.34, which has been a nice move. One of the reasons, uh, this what it does, it can any company engage in the acquisition and marketing of precious metal royalties and streams. Okay, so they don't do the mining. They just want to make the income off the royalties of some type of mining operation. Okay, very volatile stock. Earnings are also very volatile. Sales are very volatile. But the earnings are negative, and have never been positive. So I would I would stay away from this though. Too risky. Uh, sales are super erratic, but they're so small. I mean, uh, in May the May quarter of 2020, they made 100 million dollars. This quarter, this November of this last, the November quarter, uh, which is their latest, they made nine. Uh, they made nine hundred thousand dollars. Just too small to not make money. Stay away from it. Not good. Okay, um, my focus point today, we discussed the 529 program. If you have any questions on that, I appreciate you giving me a call. So why am I here today? Why am I doing this podcast? I know that your successful financial future requires that you stay invested. So I need you. I need to help. I mean, if this is not your full-time job... You have another full-time job, you may be raising kids, you have other things. I do this for a living with my crew, We do, this is all we do. I don't even have kids, plus I'm too old now. So, if you need some information, the right information and the right strategies, give me a call, we'll talk about it. If you're uncertain, give me a call. I'm ready to take any and all your questions now here at Talk at 888-99-CHART.
0: The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk alize quiz. The InvestTalk phone lines are open and waiting for your questions.
3: 888-99-CHART. Ryan, Redding in North Carolina. Redding, how you doing? North California, I'm sorry. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing well, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing very good. I appreciate the call. Yeah, thank you so much
0: for everything you do. So
3: I had a question about um, Clorox. First, um,
0: it's kind of a two-part question, actually. Um, I noticed today at close, there was uh, two very large transactions, I think, totaling about uh, Fifty-six million dollars, and I was just kind of wondering. I, I haven't seen um, something like that before, and I was wondering, like, kind of what that was, and then what I can in, um, infer from that movement, and then your overall thoughts on Corax, if you will.
3: Well, you can infer from that movement uh, when you have a big trading toward the end that there's either, there's a institution getting out and one who wants to get in position, and think about your let's think about your vanguard, okay. And you say you look at it and you say, "Man, we've really done well on Clorox, but we need to cut the position because going forward maybe it won't do as well." I need to sell it. I need to sell fifty million or a hundred million dollars worth to get to a smaller position. They pick up the phone and call other people they know in the business, institutional business, and they may pick up the phone and, and talk to X Y Z guy who works for Fidelity. And do a deal, they'll do the deal, and then they'll just report it on the exchange. Every, that, so there it goes through the exchange, but then you see this huge hunk of trade go through, and say, "Oh, I wonder where that came from." That's how that happens. Now, is that the only question you had? What was the other question? I'm sorry. And then I was, I was just wondering what your general thoughts on uh, Clorox overall okay. is at this uh, price point. Clorox is one of those big blue chip stocks. It's a twenty-two billion. It's always going to be around. It's run pretty well. They, you know, right now they have more debt than I'm comfortable with, uh, so that worries me a little bit. They've always made money. They've been able to increase their earnings pretty steadily, but sales are all. If you don't count the previous four quarters, sales are flat to rising one or two percent. The previous four quarters, they had sales growth of fifteen percent, twenty-two percent, twenty-seven, and twenty-seven. The most recent quarter, growth was flat because of COVID. Clorox, think you know, obviously people were, de- you know, cleaning everything with the Clorox products, rate of COVID. But now they're going to revert back to norm, and that's why the stock has peaked and fallen. Now it peaked back in what? Uh, Can't even tell you what that day was. Uh, somewhere around June, July, August, so somewhere around there last year. And it's been falling ever since. So the question is, what is it really worth? Is it falling enough? And I would submit it's not worth more than maybe 15, to 16 PE at the most. Well, a 15 PE means it's worth about 140 bucks, 150 bucks. And that's where the base, it made that for months and months around that 140, 150 bucks before it popped up. So that's, I like it, but I still think it's too expensive. Okay, Ryan? Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Okay, 888-99-CHART, everybody. That's the number. Okay, we all need to save more, more and more money. We need to save it so we can invest it because we want to retire comfortably. For those people who are already in retirement, well, maybe this doesn't apply to you, but maybe it does because you can spend less money. So what can you do? To try to save more money. What can you cut out of your life or do to have more money? First of all, if you're a senior citizen, which I am one, you have to understand that you can get a 10% break almost every restaurant you eat. Fast food, dining, you can get a 10%. You just got to ask for it, and they'll give you a senior discount. Number two that is so simple, and you can save a ton of money sometimes, is get some competitive insurance quotes. No one wants to do it, but you can save a lot of money doing that. Number three, get rid of subscriptions you don't use. Have you ever looked at your credit card and see every so often a subscription that you paid for and it just automatically dings you? Well, if you don't use it, get rid of it. Save that money. How about Stop smoking. Yeah, that would that benefit you in many more ways than just saving money. How about um, get rid of the unused gym membership? If you're not using it and you just have it because you think you're going to use it, get rid of it until you do use it. And get a credit card that pays you money back. I do. I have. I have a Costco card, a Costco Visa, and, you know, it works out really good. Okay? Those are some of the things you can do is to save some money. You know, it's just just treating treating your hard-earned dollars more uh, carefully. That's what that is. Okay? Now, if you've been looking to purchase a new or used car recently, you may have noticed prices have skyrocketed. And availability is pretty limited. In the best of market conditions, buying a car can be confusing and overwhelming. For most people, it is also expensive. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Not all car dealers are dishonest, but you could have the bad luck to encounter one of those guys. Such an operation, you know. So what are the few of the sneaky tricks that are often used by unscrupulous dealers? What do they do? What are the warning signs for you that tell you to avoid that dealer? After a break, I'll supply the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage you to give me a call, 888 99
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet as we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability this is where hacker1 comes in hacker1's ai red team addresses the novel challenges of ai safety and security for businesses that are launching new ai deployments the hacker1 approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication, Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over three hundred thousand travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and twenty four seven customer support for worry free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator ten for ten percent off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99 Chart. 888
3: 992 4278. Before the break, I had a trivia question for you. It was about car dealers and some of their, you know, if you've not all of them are dishonest, but if you come across one that isn't, how do you know? Well, here's some examples of what a not-so-scrupulous car dealer does, okay? Of course, the old bait-and-switch. Uh, I had that my first brand-new car. I read ad in the paper. I wanted to buy a brand-new car. They had it. This was way back when, right? I mean, when they had papers, newspapers. And I got there, and, of course, that one was gone. They only had one, of course. And here, here's others. So I knew way back when that that wasn't right. So I left and went to a different dealer because of that. That's bait and switch. Small sp- small print smoke screens. This still gets me every once in a while because I hate reading that small print, but it's important that you do. They put a lot of stuff in that small print. They expect you not to read it. You know, uh, things that cost you money. Uh, Add-on options. You know, they sell you a car. That's great. Here's the deal. But maybe you want, uh, let's say, air conditioning. Okay, that's going to cost you $2,000 more or whatever. You know, they they add-on things, options that are really expensive. That actually, if you took the car off the lot, went to a private company, uh, you know, a, a companies that specialize in putting on options and things on cars, you'll probably get a better deal. Okay, so add-on options. And negotiating a car based on the monthly payments, don't do that. What you do is you always negotiate the price first. Not not this is only going to cost you $275 a month. How cheap is that? But yeah, if you read the fine print, which is up there on one of my lists, you'll find that you're paying you're paid a lot more for that car than you would if you negotiated the car price initially. Then don't worry about the financing. Matter of fact, it's always best to come in with your own financing, ready to go, see if they can beat that deal. So, negotiate the car, the price, and then you start negotiating the financing. So, many dealers have very good financing, though. Don't think they don't, but just don't use that as a way to buy the car. Okay, your questions come 24 hours a day, seven days a week on Talk Anytime you want, 888-99-CHART is the number. Sometimes we get stock questions. Other times we get questions about the market or just a general financial question. So let's play one now.
0: Hi, how are you doing, Steve or Justin? I really enjoy the show. Just a quick question. I wanted to open up an IRA Roth and a brokerage account, but I'm kind of having um, a little trouble deciding between Fidelity or E-Trade or um, TD Ameritrade, and I just wanted to know if you can explain the differences of the three different platforms so I can get a better understanding of which one to go with. Thank you very much for all that you do, and really appreciate all the advice and stuff.
1: Thank you.
3: The TD Ameritrade was purchased by Schwab about a year ago, and about a, within a year or so, there all the TD. TD accounts are going to become Schwab accounts. So Schwab, Fidelity, and E-Trade. You know, there's not a lot of difference in the platforms. There's not. What you're looking for is the service and the information that they provide. Some of them provide great search engines, news articles on stocks, and those kinds of things. E-Trade probably is the least service-oriented Of the three that you mentioned, Fidelity and TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade is very good technology, very easy to use. Why I know that is because we use TD Ameritrade uh, for our clients' accounts as the custodian. So I also have Fidelity through the 401K, and they're pretty good too. So it depends on what you're looking for, but I don't think you can go wrong with e, any one of the three, except just know that E Trade is probably the less robust of the systems. Okay, appreciate the call and the question. Thank you. Eight 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 ninety nine chart eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Okay, let's talk about Zillow for a minute. Zillow did a study between March two thousand twenty and two thousand twenty one, in which they determined which areas home appreciation was the best. And they have the top 50, by the way, but I'm only going to share you with the top five. I'll start with number five and go down. And you'll find an interesting factoid when I do that. Okay, the number five is Meridian, Idaho. Well, first of all, overall, oh, the whole United States, 10.6% appreciation. And the average cost overall, $276,000. Now, the top five. Number five, Meridian, Idaho. 27.9% increase in that year, $467,000. Number four, which none of you would ever guess, because I would never, I'm sure, but I don't think anybody would guess it, Flint, Michigan, up thirty, up 29.7%. Now, the median price, $37,000. So it didn't have to move up in price much to, to get it there. Number three, Boise, Idaho, thirty point two percent, four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Number two, Caldwell, Idaho, thirty point eight percent, three hundred and twenty four thousand is it being and number one NAMPA, Idaho, up thirty one percent, three hundred and thirty eight thousand. Three of the top five are from Idaho. That shows you where everybody's moving, right? How many people are moving? They're all moving to Idaho, driving up prices. So that's what it is. Everybody's retiring to Idaho. I know a lot of friends that have and are thinking about it. a brother-in-law who thinks about it. I mean, I, I wouldn't go to Idaho at this stage. I would not. Anyways. Okay, let's pivot back to InvestTalk Voice VoicePank for a question that came in earlier from a listener in Texas.
1: Hi, this is Daniel from Houston. I'm calling about stock ticker A-H-T. It's in the real estate sector, specifically with hotels. bought it at $2 a share. I sold it when it ran up to six, and I see now it's gone back to $2 a share. My question is, is this a stock that has upside could get back into? Uh, what are your medium to long-term prospects on this uh, stock? Appreciate your help. Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: Okay, you've noticed a very uh, common uh, common fact when you're dealing with very small companies. Ashford Hospitality, A-H-T, it's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that invests in hotel properties, mezzanine loans, uh, first trust liens, mortgages. Uh, it's a $305 million company, which is very, very small. Okay, very small. Now, very, very small companies, very low priced. The stock is at $1.99 right now. Are very volatile. Now, I'll just mention this, but this stock was at one time 60 bucks back in 2018. 60 bucks. Now it's $1.99. Now, did it get back? When it hit a bottom, about $1.40, bounced up, went back down, bounced up, went back down bounced up to $6 or so, twice, back down. Now, that's a trading range is established, and maybe it'll go back there. And you can maybe play that range, but highly volatile. The good thing about the stock is eventually, apparently they're going to make $0.66 a share in 2022. They're going to lose money this year. They lost money last year. They made, in 2019, $12 a share. What happened? They were making twelve and twelve again the year before that, fourteen the year before that, fifteen per dollars per share the year before that. What happened? Why is it now losing money or going to sixty six cents? See, I, I don't I don't particularly care to investing in these kind of companies. It's just too too volatile, not consistent enough. And they didn't pay a dividend because they didn't make any money. So they're a REIT. Okay. Anyways, I'd like to take a minute, if I can, to talk about KPP Financial, our firm that's in Orange County, California. Justin and I are the owners of the firm. Uh, we uh, always have the same philosophy, philosophy, independent thinking, and shared success. And how we do that, we give unbiased guidance. We practice parallel investing, meaning I buy the same things for you as I do for myself at the same percentage, same price. Do it all the time. have been doing it for years and years. Okay. Actually, I can say a minimum two decades. Of it. Anyways, uh, we have a variety of strategies from very conservative to pretty risky. Depends on what you want to do. So there's a there's a depends on how much how much risk tolerance you can handle. You know, then that's what we do. We try to match you up with that. Okay. If you want to meet with us or send us your portfolio for us to take a look at and give you some our comments on it? Just go, you can call KPP Financials, Irvine, California, or just send me an email at, you just go to our website, kppfinancial.com or investtalk.com, uh, and click on the Contact Us button there, Send and it's an email that comes directly to us. You can do that, and we'll be happy to answer. We can help you. We really want to help you, and we really do. I mean, we will help people. My phone lines are open, and we are taking your financial investment questions live right now, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday to Friday. In a minute, we'll play a fresh question.
0: There is good news for loyal InvestTalk listeners, their friends, and families. Steve and Justin have recorded a special bonus podcast. Been listening for a while and have got some great advice. This free podcast is available for download anytime, typically each day and night. The Invest Talk call center receives more voicemail questions than Steve and Justin can fit into a live show format. Hi guys, big fan of the show. So in the bonus program, caller questions will be played back from our voice bank and answered with brief, unbiased and helpful responses. I
3: think for like the next 10 years, commodities are going to be doing very well. It's in the money. You probably just want to sell it.
0: It's a fast paced learning podcast for the average investor.
1: Absolutely love your show.
0: It's free. So be sure to tell your friends. It can be downloaded now at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and InvestTalk.com. Look for Rapid Fire Hour. Hello, this is Jose from New York. I like your show and thank you for all the info. I had a question about a stock that I owned for a while. I brought it about um, pre-COVID. It's Avis Car Rental, C-A-R. I got in on a stock when it was about $10 a share. I currently own like 100 shares. And I was wondering, now that um, the stock has gone up, I was wondering, is uh, should I trim down on a stock because right now it's trading at its peak? So I was wondering, is is, is it a good time trimming down on, on my positions? I look forward to your answer. Thank you.
3: I probably would trim. I mean, you've got a huge profit, and I probably trim it. This is Avis Budget Car. Avis Budget Group is the name of the company, but it obviously is a car rentals, a car rental company. It's big, five point one billion dollars. It's going to make four dollars and forty-six cents this year after losing six dollars and twenty-one cents last year, and next year it'll make five twenty-one. But all that earnings potential that we see. Is already built into the price of the stock, and that's why it's trading down. Remember, stocks move ahead of things. So everybody thought, ooh, rental car companies might be a good idea to get into because they're going to recover once this COVID thing is over. So I'm going to buy it while it's cheap. And that's what happened, and that dries out the price. So now it's not cheap. It's not necessarily over super overpriced, but I, I'm not comfortable with it. I would at least cut, cut my position in half. If I was you, I would cut it back. Is it a great company? A good company? It's just okay. I, I car rental companies—I'm not—I'm not big on car rental companies. I never have been. I'm not big on car companies, and I'm not big on airlines. And I have my various reasons. You—you—you you, you be in this business as long as I have, and you'll start to get jaundiced about certain industries, okay? And you have your reasons, and they're valid reasons. So, and those those industries are something I don't doesn't mean I won't ever invest in those industries. I have, but it means I'm very very picky about it, very picky. Okay? Now, if I move fast, I can squeeze in another call. Let's try it. Hi, Steve or Justin. I was wondering if you
0: guys could just explain what bonds are. I'm a pretty new and young investor, and I hear guys talk about it all the time. So if you guys could just explain what they are and how they work, that would be great. Thank you.
3: Okay, there's different kinds of bonds, lots of variety of bonds, but how they work, what they are, they can be issued by corporations, governments, you know, uh, different entities can issue bonds. A bond is nothing more than a loan. So, let's say a corporation wants wants to uh, produce cash because they want to build a new factory. They can issue bonds to get that cash. They can issue stock, more stock, but that dilutes the shareholders, or they can borrow money from the bank. But maybe loans are costly, or maybe they can't qualify. Bond is nothing more than a promise to pay back, a promise to the person who buys the money to pay back that money over a period of, over after a period of time, one year, five years, ten years, with interest paid every year. Okay, so you can buy a five-year bond. You give the you buy a ten thousand dollar bond from Corporation A. They promise to pay you back that ten thousand dollars after the five-year period, and in between they'll pay you five percent interest per year. That's a bond. Now, there's lots of different qualities of bonds. There's you know, there's really good bonds and really bad bonds, really good uh, companies that loan them out. Bonds can default. In other words, maybe they don't have the money to pay you back. That's the risk. This is Invest Talk, I'm C peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue right after this break, so get your questions in now, 888 59
0: Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck, because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call
3: 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Carlos in Sacramento. Hi, Carlos. Hello, Steve. How you doing? Yes, I can hear you. Hey, uh, I have a question about
0: um, uh, some of the shares that I bought. I bought 100 shares of uh, certain stock, right? Okay. Um, My question is, If I don't want to, if I have, like, a a, a significantly uh, gain on those 100 shares. Yes. And I don't want to lose the profit just in case the stock uh, fell. I want to sell the 90 shares and keep
3: 10 for long term. Do I have to pay out of those 90 90 shares the uh, capital gain, like, uh, those uh,
0: 37% uh, you
3: know, and for some charge,
0: I mean, you know. Yes. I don't know if you understand my question. Oh, yes. Uh, or
3: or yes. do I have to pay until I sell my last share? I no. Uh, whatever you sell that you have capital gains on, if you sold 50%, 90%, one, however, the, how much capital gains on the shares you sold, you have to pay capital gains on. So, remember, capital gains depends... Also, how long you've had them. Did you have them over a year or under a year? If you had them under a year, it's at your capital, your normal income tax rate. That's how much taxes you have to pay on that. If you hold it over a year, then it's long-term capital gains, and it's I think it's 20% right now on the gain. So it ma- tends to make people want to hold on to stocks, which is not necessarily a bad idea. But um, if you want to take profits, you sell your shares, take your profits. Once you realize profits, that's when you have to pay capital gains. The year that you realize those profits, like 2021, is the year you have to pay capital gains tax. Does that make sense, Carlos? Uh,
0: yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Good luck. Well, congratulations. This is how you look at it. You made money. Yay! Now, if you have capital losses on another stock... If you have realized capital losses, you get to apply those to the capital gains and not have to pay taxes. So make sure you manage your money properly so you know how to take losses against gains if you have them to reduce your taxes. Thanks for the call, Carlos. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, one last thing, everybody. You know, manufactured products... You know, know, we used to not even think about it, right? If you want something, you go buy it, and that's it. But now, we're having delays in making products by the manufacturers. As a matter of fact, the, the ISM Institute of Supply Management stated that companies are waiting up to 85 days to get materials. And that's the longest wait period ever since they've been keeping track. 85 days. So you're a manufacturer, you gotta get products out, but you don't have the raw materials to build the products to get out. You gotta wait 85 days. So it's producing shortages and producing higher prices. That's the supply chain disruption I'm talking about. Okay, so what are the items that are having trouble being produced? Home renovation supplies, Home Depot. Uh, Lowe's, they're having a hard time getting their stuff to sell to you, the home buyer, the homeowner who wants to fix up something. Having a hard time with that. Automobiles, vehicles. Now, I know I said uh, a few weeks ago where, uh, was it GM or was it Ford? I don't remember. Had 20,000 trucks that they couldn't complete because they didn't have the chips for them. And everything else, we're done. The vehicle just sitting there, but don't have certain chips that they need. Consumer electronics, certain consumer electronics, just not available. Furniture, just not available. And then outdoor gear, you know, going outdoors, fishing tackle, tents, sleeping bags, that kind of stuff. So this is a problem. And it's not going away anytime soon. It's going to be the whole summer, it's going to be the same. Okay, I'm Steve Peasley and this completes another Invest Talk program. Dustin Klein and I thank you for listening and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast and download. So get your Invest Talk downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, investtalk.com, investtalk.com with two T's in there. And I would really like you to rate us. So if you would rate us, i appreciate that. And remember, you can browse by topics. You know, for example, you know, U.S. labor market or market volatility, growth stocks, treasury yields. You can browse by topics. I think that's pretty cool. Independent thinking, shared success. This is the best talk, everybody. Have a great night.